This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 74 degrees at 604. Currently, the dew point still on the humid side, but they promise us that the humidity should be dropping this afternoon. The dew point is at 68, so the air is pretty saturated at this point. Waiting for a good possibility of some showers and thunderstorms today. There's a 50% chance of some rocky weather, mostly cloudy and a high near 80. Once again, the chance of rain is 50%, not much as far as precipitation amounts. We're looking at less than a tenth of an inch. Got a big problem on the Vestal Parkway, and it's been going on for hours, but still few details officially being released concerning a crash overnight that has closed the parkway in the area of University Plaza and just a little bit east of Binghamton University. Broome County Emergency Services communications officials this morning said they got the call about a two-vehicle crash on Route 434 just west of University Plaza at 10.56 p.m. Authorities could only say one passenger vehicle was black, the other silver. The crash happened between the Plaza Drive and the Vestal Road ramp. However, Fox 40, whose television studio is just yards from the site of the crash, reported their staff was made aware of the accident at about 10.40 p.m. The Fox 40 report said that two vehicles, including a sport utility vehicle, were seen on opposite sides of the median. In addition to Vestal Police, Fire and Ambulance, the Broome County Sheriff's Office and Accident Reconstruction Teams are working still at this hour. The emergency communications could not disclose how many people were transported to hospitals and or treated at the scene. When asked if there were any fatalities, authorities say they could not comment. No official word although unofficial sources have indicated that there may have been at least one person dying in that crash. A northeastern Pennsylvania defense attorney who used to work as a county prosecutor is accused of targeting vulnerable clients for sex, exploiting four women in exchange for legal work he did for them or their family members. According to the Pennsylvania Attorney General's Office and a state police affidavit released to WMBF News, 47-year-old Corey Colcharno is accused of taking advantage of his client's legal and financial troubles, tethering his performance as their counsel to a demand for sexual services from them or as exchange for payment. The Attorney General's Office says Colcharno is charged with four counts of promoting prostitution. The former Lackawanna County prosecutor was released on $20,000 bail following an arraignment yesterday. The Associated Press reports Colcharno's attorney, Paul Walker, says the barrister will plead guilty and intended to give up his law license. According to state police, Colcharno targeted women who struggled with addiction, had been sexually abused, or had financial problems. At first, he requested nude photos or worn underwear, then escalated his predatory behavior into a demand for sex in exchange for legal services. He paid his clients $500 or deducted it from their legal bills between 2018 and 2022. Victims said they were ashamed but felt they had no choice but to give in, according to the authorities. WMBF First News Time, 6.07. Otsonango Park in the town of Dickinson is getting back to normal following several days of setup, then three days of speedies, hot air balloons, concerts, and thousands of visitors. The cleanup for Speedy Fest is continuing, but the popular park is set to reopen to the general public later on today.
The 30th annual festival, which started as a humble speedy cooking contest for local bragging rights, returned to its normal date on the first weekend of August after being moved to October last year and sidetracked in 2020 by the COVID-19 pandemic. There are no solid numbers available for attendance, but the concerts that were offered at an additional admission level were in many cases described as sellouts. The expansion and reported enthusiastic attendance all came as temperatures Saturday and Sunday soared into the 90s and the heat index values to around 100. Emergency communications activity on Sunday morning indicated several medic calls to the park for heat-related issues, but there were no official reports of serious injury, illness, or complications due to the hot weather. Once again, repeating the problem we've got on the Vestal Parkway, a little bit after 10.30 last night, two vehicles collided just a little bit west of University Plaza. It used to be known by the locals as the Vestal Plaza. And they are still working on the scene of that crash. There may have been a fatality involved in that accident, but right now the issue is the Vestal Parkway, both directions, as you crest the hill to get to Binghamton University, pretty much shut down, traffic being diver diverted onto Old Vestal Road. It's 6.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota. Cashback. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Tuesday, August 9th. It's 6-11. You're listening to WNBF's First News with myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Time for a check on traffic and weather. As you heard from Kathy just now, we have a two-vehicle crash on Vestal Parkway that shut down the entire eastbound side and possibly the westbound side, too, as well. I took the eastbound side in, had to hit a detour on my way in. Detour's not too long, but you might see some traffic as they're getting that cleaned up. So if you travel travel West Vestal Parkway East to work in the morning, you're gonna need some extra time today. In addition to that, New York State Department of Transportation is advising motorists that the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared use path Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained and it's expected to be in place until August 21st. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed and assigned detour route is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. 
Right now about 74 degrees and overcast, 82% humidity and a dew point of 68 degrees. Today a chance of showers and thunderstorms before noon, then a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m. Mostly cloudy with a high near 80 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight patchy fog after 2 a.m., otherwise partly cloudy with a low around 61 degrees. Wednesday, patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny, a high near 81 degrees. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low around 62. Thursday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Sunny with a high near 84 degrees, chance of rain 20%. Thursday night, mostly clear, a low around 56. And it sounds like we do have one westbound lane closed on Vestal Parkway this morning. It was just reopened, but you might see some residual delays there. The real problem is on the eastbound side. Unknown at this time when that's going to be cleaned up and the road will be reopened. But there is a posted detour in place. So you'll be able to get around it fairly quickly, save for traffic in the morning. At 6.14, you're listening to WMBF. Welcome to... Six sixteen on WNBF. Time for an update on sports. Aaron Judge hit his 44th homer, and Josh Donaldson went deep and drove in three runs. And the New York Yankees snapped a five-game losing streak by beating the Seattle Mariners 9-4. Donaldson doubled twice, and Andrew Benintendi also had two doubles and three RBIs. But it wasn't a perfect night for New York because Matt Carpenter broke his left foot when he fouled off a pitch in the first inning. He hopes to return in time for September, late September games going into the postseason. Donaldson and Ben Attendee got the Yankees started as they knocked around Logan Gilbert for seven earned runs and ten hits, six for extra bases. That was plenty for the winner of the game, Jamison Tyone, who scattered three hits over seven innings. Chris Bassett scattered eight hits over eight innings, and Starling Marte hit a two-run homer in the first, leading the New York Mets to a 5-1 win over the Cincinnati Reds. With their 13th victory in 15 games, the Mets extended their NL East lead to seven games over Idle Atlanta. New York just took four of five from the defending World Series champions at Citi Field last weekend. Bassett allowed an unearned run and walked one while striking out eight in his second eight-inning outing this season. He threw 114 pitches, most by a Mets starter this year, and two shy of his career high set in August 2019. Tyler Naquin added a two-run triple against his former team, the Cincinnati Reds. In other Mets news, and Rumble Ponies news, no game for the Rumble Ponies last night. They're back in action tonight. But Brett Beatty, third baseman for the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, one of the Mets' top prospects, got the call up to AAA yesterday, joining his former teammate Francisco Alvarez with the Syracuse Mets. Beatty was hitting 312 with a 950 OPS for the Rumble Ponies this season, just won the Eastern League Player of the Month for July. So congratulations to Brett Beatty. I have a lot of hope for Brett Beatty. Great bat-to-ball skills. Pretty decent power, too. I think maybe a few more pounds of muscle on him, and he's going to be an absolute problem at the major league level. Just one of those flawless, perfect swings. So now Ronnie Mauricio, I believe the third or second prospect for the Mets overall, well, he's alone with the Rumble Ponies now among those three top prospects 
that the Rumble Ponies had earlier this season. Could see Francisco Alvarez with the Mets at some point this year. I'd like to see it. I think it'd be cool to see Francisco Alvarez really storm through AAA. I think for the postseason, might be a better option than James McCann. And James McCann obviously hasn't lived up to expectations since the Mets acquired him. But you never know. I'd like to see Francisco Alvarez at least get a couple weeks in the majors before you start making that decision. Okay, well, are we going to keep him on the postseason roster or not? Brett Beatty, I would say, is unlikely to get the call up this year, especially with Eduardo Escobar up with the Mets right now. So he'll have some time in Syracuse if you want to make the drive to go see our old friend, Brett Beatty. Other sports news, Kevin Durant has again told Brooklyn Nets owner Joe Tsai that he wants to be traded. He's reiterating a trade request he made nearly six weeks ago. That's according to a person with knowledge of the matter who spoke to the Associated Press on condition of an anonymity. Oh, wow. On Monday night. Anonymity. Excuse me. That person says Durant also told Cy that he has concerns about the Nets' direction under coach Steve Nash and general manager Sean Marks. The Athletic first reported the details of the latest meeting between Cy and Durant. Cy tweeted Monday night that he supports the team's front office and coaching staff. Now, if you forgot about it from six weeks ago, Kevin Durant requested this trade nearly immediately after Kyrie Irving opted into his $36 million option for the Brooklyn Nets. Irving also said specifically in his tweet saying, yes, I've accepted my offer. Well, I'm not going to leave Kevin Durant behind. I want to be with Kevin Durant, so I'm going to stay in Brooklyn. And that very same week, Kevin Durant said, I think I'd rather go to Phoenix. Imagine choosing Phoenix over Brooklyn. How tired of Kyrie Irving must he be? 621 on WMBF. Now it's time for Wall Street Now with ABC's Jim Ryan. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks wavered in Monday trading as investors studied earnings reports for signs of how inflation is impacting corporate America. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ each fell one-tenth of a percent. The Dow closed up a tenth of a percent after Friday's better-than-expected jobs report left analysts divided on whether the economy is heading into recession. Chatter on message boards appears to be the only thing pushing up shares of GameStop, Bed Bath & Beyond, and AMC Entertainment. BBBY closed up nearly 40% on Monday. The Wall Street Journal reports the companies are finding it easier to fill jobs. Corporate leaders say it's still a job hunter's market, but recruiting is getting easier, especially in hospitality, retail, and health care. How's your search engine this morning? Downdetector.com reported overnight that Google was having problems in countries around the world. Parent company Alphabet says it was a software update issue that caused problems with Google. Jim Ryan, ABC News. You deserve. Six twenty-three on WNBF. Now it's time for a better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. A better life with Dr. Sanjay Gupta. I'm going to tell you about a simple test that can give you real insight into your overall health and longevity, and it's something you can do right at home. Now, I want you to do this standing next to a table or a chair in case you get wobbly. Are you able to stand on one leg for 10 seconds? Researchers in Brazil say not being able to do that is linked to double the risk of death from any cause within the next decade. Why? Well, we regularly need a one-leg posture 
to move out of a car, to climb or descend a step or stair and so on. To not have this ability or being afraid to do so is likely related to the loss of autonomy. And in consequence, you're gonna get less exercise and the snowball starts. All this isn't to say that if you can't do this, you're doomed. But you should work on your balance and flexibility and strength training to be as solid as you can. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. The most effective healthcare is patient-focused. Tomorrow's leading healthcare professionals are doing more than meeting patient expectations. At NRC Health, we help you connect with your patients in a deeper way with important insights into what really matters. It's an approach that's transforming the healthcare experience, creating better outcomes for patients and entire healthcare systems. It's time to access the power of human understanding. Start by going deeper at nrchealth.com. The YMCA is just a starting line for the true self blooms only when we find our purpose, what makes us tick below the surface. My why is diversity in unity, a safe space in my community, living with sincerity, giving every day my everything. With my why, I stand strong, seen and supported all along. It's a million faces in a mirror and everyone belongs. Find your why. Learn more at YMCA.org for a better us. Don't miss the last News Radio 1290 WNBF 6:27 on WNBF time for a check of traffic and weather Still dealing with that two vehicle crash that happened overnight on the eastbound Vestal Parkway No word on when that'll be cleaned up but the entire eastbound side was completely shut down earlier today there's a detour route in place, so you'll be able to get to work. But I mean, you might see some actual traffic out there. I'm not used to seeing traffic in Binghamton. So it was a weird surprise this morning. But give yourself a little extra time if you're taking eastbound Vestal Parkway to get to work this morning. Because they have the entire, both lanes, eastbound, shut down. The entire thing. And no word on when that's going to be cleaned up. Also on eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway, there's a closure of the right lane from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. It's expected to be in place until August 21st. Now, that lane closure is pretty much essentially right after the detour route taking you around that two vehicle crash that happened early this morning or late last night. So it's going to be a rough stretch if you're on eastbound Vestal Parkway this morning. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route is in place during the closure. And around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango Roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 74 degrees overcast, 82% humidity and a dew point of 68 degrees. 
Today, a chance of showers and thunderstorms before noon, then a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m., mostly cloudy with a high near 80 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, patchy fog after 2 a.m., otherwise partly cloudy with a low around 61 degrees. Tomorrow, patchy fog before 8 a.m., otherwise mostly sunny with a high near 81. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low around 62. Thursday, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., Sunny with a high near 84 degrees, chance of rain 20%. Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 56 degrees. 6.30, you're listening to WMBF. It's time to... This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It is 6.32. We have still the humidity with the dew points to the upper 60s, 74 degrees right now. Should be in store for a possibility of those pop-up showers and thunderstorms for today. Could be backing off the humidity a little bit. Not as hot and a high near 80. The latest we've got on that crash on the Vestal Parkway from overnight. It happened about 10.30 and we have very serious injuries, possibly a fatality associated with that. It's on 434. It happened in the eastbound lanes just west of the University Plaza and the branch off from the parkway where you get onto Vestal Road. Now, emergency services says to tell me about a half hour or so ago they did open one westbound lane on 434, but traffic is still at a crawl in that area as they still work to reconstruct that accident scene. We'll have more on that in a little bit. The FBI has searched former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate as part of an investigation into whether he took classified records from the White House, highly illegal, and took him to his Florida home. Trump says agents opened up a safe at his home and describes their work as an unannounced raid. The FBI and Justice Department have not confirmed the search even happened. Authorities have identified the fourth victim in a series of killings of Muslim men in Albuquerque, New Mexico, as the deaths have sent ripples of fear through the Islamic communities nationwide. Three of the slayings happened in the past week. The common elements were the victim's race and religion. Nahim Hussein was killed on Friday night and ambush shootings killed three other Muslim men over the past nine months. Police are trying to determine if the homicides are linked. It's getting cheaper by the day to fill up your car. Gas prices haven't been this low since early March. The Energy Department reporting regular unleaded dropped another 15 cents in the past week to 403 a gallon on average in the U.S., but that's still 87 cents higher than it was a year ago at this time. The cheapest gas right now is along the Gulf Coast at 3.54 a gallon. The most expensive gas remains in California at 5.30 a gallon for regular unleaded. Alex Stone, EBC News. WMBF First News Time, 634. Authorities from the Vestal Police, Fire and Ambulance, and Broome County uh, Sheriff's Office have been on the scene of a serious two-vehicle crash on the Vestal Parkway for hours overnight and into the early morning. A westbound lane of the parkway in that area be t- just west of the University Plaza reopened at about 545. Authorities say two passenger vehicles collided just west of University Plaza shortly after 1030, and several people were taken to area hospitals. Emergency services communications officials would not confirm if anyone died in the crash. Fox 40 reported that reporters became aware of the crash 
almost at the bottom of their driveway at about 1040 and saw a silver vehicle and a black sport utility vehicle on opposite sides of the median. The crash happened between Plaza Drive and Vestal Road, where the road that runs past the Seward plant splits off from the Vestal Parkway westbound. Authorities would not comment on how many people were in the two vehicles nor how many were taken to the hospital. Sentencing is set for November for a Johnson City man who has admitted he intended to injure his child's grandfather by stabbing him with a knife and a broken piece of glass. 32-year-old Myella, David Myella pleaded guilty yesterday to felony assault. Johnson City police arrested Myella in connection with the attack on a man in a home on Pratt Avenue in the village at 11 in the morning on Sunday, February 27th. The victim, whose name was not released, was reportedly slashed and stabbed with a large piece of glass during a disturbance. When officers arrived to the report of a dispute, they say they saw Myella attacking the other man with a piece of glass and took him into custody without further incident. The man who was assaulted sustained several slash and stab wounds. A child who was also in the home at the time of the dispute was injured in a fall. Both the man and the child were taken to the hospital for treatment. Under a plea agreement, Myella is to be sentenced to four years in state prison, by, followed by five years post-release supervision. WMBF First News Time, 636. Two City of Cortland men are facing felony counts following an investigation into a complaint about a man stealing stuff from the tractor supply store on Route 13, then taking off in a vehicle. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say they were called to the business in the town of Cortlandville on Sunday when the tractor supply staff said they saw a man steal something, then drive off. Authorities stopped a vehicle matching the description and say 54-year-old Michael Rogers and 29-year-old Anthony Sigler, both of the city of Cortland, also matched the description of suspects given by workers at the store. Deputies say they found there was a substantial amount of heroin and methamphetamine packaged for sale in Rogers and Sigler's vehicle. Rogers and Sigler are each charged with two felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance. The sheriff's office says Rogers was already free on his own recognizance from an arrest that had been made by the Cortland County Drug Task Force on May 25th. In that case, Rogers is charged with criminal possession of a controlled substance with intent to sell methamphetamine and heroin, multiple counts of possession of drug paraphernalia, and a lesser count of criminal possession of a controlled substance with intent to sell. For the August 7th arrest, Rogers was sent to the Cortland County Jail. Siegler was released on his own recognizance following the Sunday arrest and ordered to appear in Cortlandville Court later this month. It's 638, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Six forty on WNBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White, as always. How's your morning going, Kathy? It's going all right. I mean, it's been busy the past couple mornings. We had that two alarm house fire yesterday, and now this very serious crash on the Vestal Parkway that's going to be messing things up for a while. That was a little bit after ten thirty last night, and they still only just about an hour ago reopened one of the westbound lanes over kind of between what old folks would refer to as the Vestal Plaza over there where Tully's is and uh, the university. So uh, they're still investigating that crash over there. So. Yeah. Well, nobody can say that Kathy White isn't the hardest working poor person in morning news. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah, right. Okay. 
And sure, this this was a busy couple days. And today it was so busy that even I had to receive a text at 4.30 in the morning and yeah, say, hey, get ready you... faster today. No, we want to let you know that you were going to be running into some traffic because you're going to be coming yeah. in from westbound. So, Well, I was significantly worried about whether or not I'd be able to find my way into the studio <laughs> Well, today. yeah. Well, I mean, just follow what they tell you to do and you can get yeah, there. But right? I, mean, it was a I short didn't know detour. there was going to be a detour, though. Yeah. I would Like, sometimes with a road closure, a planned one, it's like, all right, we have time to put out a detour route and make sure everybody knows exactly where they're going. But for an accident, I didn't know if they were going to put oh, out yeah, a they, detour route. No, they got traffic control. They got it down. Yeah, that. that's well, great. It was kind of sad hearing the news, although not unexpected, uh, yesterday, late, late yesterday afternoon. Olivia Newton-John passing away. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That scared me. I didn't know music was going to be played. <laughs> I know. I have all sorts of powers over here, don't I? I know. Yeah, usually when, when you're on vacation and I have to do my work from the news booth over there, that's I don't even know how to turn the computer on in there. <laughs> I don't know how to log in. I don't know how to get all this cool stuff on there. Well, anyway, I mean, it, it's been like... 30 years of battling different sorts of cancers and everything else. You want to talk about somebody that is a fighter. Um, you know, a lot of us knew her from the uh, Greece. Oh, yeah. I saw know. John Travolta left yeah. a nice tweet for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, country music she got into, pop music. And you know, my, my husband, when we were dating, he had one of his pictures of the girls that he liked, one of the posters in his room that he had was olivia newton john and yeah she was one of his one of his honeys that's a good one yeah that's a good one i don't very think, nice I don't think lady. people do that that much anymore no probably not yeah. but very very nice lady i've never met her met a lot of people over the years but i never met her but she just always seemed like really down to earth and and really you know did what she could and she said you know didn't want anybody to feel sorry for her with the cancers the different cancers that she had and she said that she didn't want to be considered a victim but Wow, 30 years of from you know her first fight with cancer, and then finally the age of 73. Obviously, not that old, but uh, yeah, good for her. That's yeah. that's an inspiration right there. Yeah, I mean, just just kept at it and tried some holistic uh, cures and treatments and things, and you know, just it's sad. You know, kind of a the world's sweetheart. I want to call her America's sweetheart because she was born in England and grew up in Australia, but. She passed away at her ranch in California yeah. yesterday. And I have to imagine a very nice person because I haven't seen anything today about horrible things she did in no. like the 1980s no, that no. have just recently come to light. Like None of that. None of that. It's very with, with celebrities nowadays that big news happens and all of a sudden you hear, well, back 11 years ago, so-and-so did so-and-so. And then you're like, well, I'm not that sad anymore. This is, I feel kind of weird being sad about this person's death now because it turns out they were a bad person. Not the case here. No, Not no. the case. So, yeah, in case people hadn't heard, Olivia Newton-John uh, finally, finally uh, went on. At rest. Yep. yep. 644, you're listening to WMBF. Every day. Six forty-seven on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Still dealing with the eastbound closure on State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway as a result of that two-vehicle crash late last night. Still being cleaned up. We haven't heard that it's all good to go yet, but there's a detour route in place, and there's one westbound lane open if you're traveling westbound on Vestal Parkway. But eastbound, you're going to have to hit a little bit of a detour. 
And then just after the detour, the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared use path. So it's a tough stretch on Vestal Parkway this morning. Give yourself a little extra time to get downtown if you're coming from that way. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of that lane closure will be maintained. It's expected to be in place until August 21st. And as soon as that accident gets cleaned up, we'll be sure to let you know as soon as we hear. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed and assigned detour route is in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 74 degrees overcast, 82% humidity, and a dew point of 68 degrees, so it feels muggy out there right now. Also feels muggy in the studio right now. It seems the air conditioning still not working here. Today, a chance of showers and thunderstorms before noon, then a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m. Cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 76 degrees, chance of rain 50%. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low around 59 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 78. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low around 60. Thursday, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., Sunny with a high near 79 degrees, chance of rain 20%. Thursday night mostly clear with a low around 55 degrees. 6.50, you're listening to WMBF. My friend. WNBF. 6.52 on WNBF. Now it's time for Kim Commando. With COVID behind us and a major recession looming, streaming is losing viewers and money. Today, let's talk about free TV. I'm Kim Commando, brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit tmobile.com slash 55 today. At least two generations have no memory of rooftop television antennas on every home. Millions have no idea that free, over-the-air television exists or how to get it. When America switched to digital television in 2009, local television stations were able to transmit two or three different HD channels at the same time. All you need is a small rooftop antenna. Your television automatically scans the airwaves and creates a grid, much like cable. Now, if a bossy homeowners association claims you can't have an outside antenna, point them to the federal over-the-air reception act of 1996. It overrides all TV antenna restrictions. Wondering which over-the-air antenna is best? See my pics for your home at my website. Search for TV antennas at commando.com. You've heard me talk about how important it is to have a VPN to protect your online privacy. I only recommend brands to my listeners that I believe in. And I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. First, ExpressVPN doesn't log your online activity. Lots of cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to advertisers. 
but ExpressVPN doesn't. They even developed a technology, Trusted Server, that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. Secondly, ExpressVPN now uses Lightway, a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. Some VPNs slow your connection, but ExpressVPN is always blazing fast. Plus, it's easy to use. Just fire up the app and tap to connect. So protect yourself with the VPN I use and trust. Go to expressvpn.com slash Kim today and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. expressvpn.com slash Kim. That's expressvpn.com slash Kim. One of the top... on WNBF. Time for a check on sports. Aaron Judge hit his 44th homer. Josh Donaldson went deep and drove in three runs. And the New York Yankees snapped a five-game losing streak by beating the Seattle Mariners 9-4. Donaldson doubled twice, and Andrew Benintendi also had two doubles and three RBIs. But it wasn't a perfect night for the New York Yankees because Matt Carpenter broke his left foot when he fouled off a pitch in the first inning. He hopes to return in September. Donaldson and Benintendi got the Yankees started as they knocked around Logan Gilbert for seven earned runs and ten hits, six for extra bases. That was plenty for winner Jamison Tyone, who scattered three hits over seven innings. Chris Bassett scattered eight hits over eight innings, and Starling Marte hit a two-run homer in the first, leading the New York Mets to a 5-1 win over the Cincinnati Reds. With their 13th victory in 15 games, the Mets extended their NL East lead to seven games over idle Atlanta. New York just took four of five from the defending World Series champions at Citi Field last weekend. Bassett allowed an unearned run and walked one while striking out eight in his second eight-inning outing this season. He threw 114 pitches, most by a Mets starter this year, and two shy of his career high set in August 2019. Tyler Naquin added a two-run triple against his former team. No game for the Rumble Ponies tonight or yesterday. They're back in action tonight. Big Rumble Ponies news, though. Third baseman Brett Beatty, one of the Mets' top prospects, was called up to AAA this week. And just yesterday, he got the call up. Joining his former teammate, Francisco Alvarez. It's a good call up for the Mets. I like Brett Beatty a lot. He's one of the guys who has just fantastic bat-to-ball skills. A little bit more muscle, and he's got 25-30 home run potential at the big league level. I'm a very big fan of Brett Beatty. A very big fan of Francisco Alvarez as well. Alvarez is going to be a problem in Major League Baseball. Could even get called up by the end of the year, should the Mets feel so inclined. I'd like to see that. Now Ronnie Mauricio, the only one of the Mets' top three prospects, still with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. So we'll see how much longer it takes for him to get the call up to AAA. 6.59, you're listening to WMBF. You deserve... News Radio 1290, WMBF. Wrapping up hour number one of First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. Got two more hours of First News today. Then Bob Joseph's Binghamton Now, our live and local talk show. Your chance to contribute. But up next, we got ABC News. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 74 degrees at 704. 
It's quite a drop in temperature. Two o'clock this morning, you know, the readings around the region were already still in the 80s. Right now, 74 degrees, the dew point at 68. The forecast for today is 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms, gradually becoming mostly sunny and a high near 80 again. Few details officially being released. Emergency services and police crews were spent their overnight hours at the scene of what was described as a very serious accident on the Vestal Parkway. Crews still out there right at this hour. However, westbound travel has been restored at least to one lane by University Plaza. Broome County Emergency Services communications officials say the call about a two-vehicle crash on Route 434 west of University Plaza came in at 10.50. Authorities could only say one passenger vehicle was black, the other silver. The crash happened between Plaza Drive and Vestal Road. Now, Fox 40, whose television studio is just yards from the site of the crash, reported their staff was made aware of the accident at about 10.40 p.m. The Fox 40 report said the two vehicles, including a sport utility vehicle, were seen on opposite sides of the median. In addition to the Vestal Police Fire and Ambulance, the Broome County Sheriff's Office and Accident Reconstruction teams have been working through the night emergency communications would not disclose how many people were transported to the hospital and or treated at the scene and when asked if there were any fatalities authorities say they could not officially comment new legislation signed by new york governor kathy hochel looks to provide more tax relief for especially older homeowners in the state the package allows municipalities to increase the maximum income allowed for the state's real property tax exemption to fifty thousand dollars for those age 65 and older as well as residents with disabilities the previous maximum income eligible was twenty nine thousand dollars per year for seniors and those with disabilities living outside of new york city the second provision of the package allows an extension of local property tax exemptions offered by county and municipal governments for first-time home buyers purchasing new construction homes. That exemption is being allowed through 2028. It had been set to expire at the end of this year. The final measure in the package makes it easier for homeowners age 60 and older to make repairs to their property, allowing them to stay in their home. The legislation gives a more flexible timeline for senior homeowners in need of emergency repairs by increasing the deadline for the so-called restore and emergency repair program to 60 days and the cost allowed per project to twenty thousand dollars wmbf first news time 707 speaking of personal finances some property owners in the vestal central school district are getting a refund check for a portion of their school taxes. According to a letter from the school district superintendent, Jeffrey Ahern, dated August 2nd, someone notified the district that some basic star taxpayers overpaid their taxes for the 2021-2022 school year. The note states the mistake was a result of an error in the electronic file used by the agency that creates the district's school tax bills. It said, quote, apparently the electronic file used an incorrect lower star exemption than it should have been. The district was moving to correct the problem, and the letter with the check apologized for any confusion this may have caused. Representatives of State Controller Thomas DiNapoli's office were not immediately available to discuss overpayments or whether the office was aware of other New York school districts that received overpayments over the past year. WMBF First News Time, 707. The uh, northeastern Pennsylvania defense attorney who used to work as a county prosecutor is accused of targeting vulnerable clients for sex. 
exploiting four women in exchange for legal work he did for them for or for their family members. According to the Pennsylvania Attorney General's Office and a state police affidavit that was released to WMBF News, 47-year-old Corey Colcharno is accused of taking advantage of his client's legal and financial troubles, tethering his performance as their counsel to a demand for sexual services from them or in exchange for payment. The Attorney General's Office says Colcharno is charged with four counts of promoting prostitution. The former Lackawanna County prosecutor was released on $20,000 bail following arraignment yesterday. The Associated Press reports that his attorney says the barrister will plead guilty and intends to give up his law license. Otsonango Park in the town of Dickinson is getting back to normal following several days of setup, then three days of Speedy's hot air balloons, concerts, and thousands of visitors. The cleanup from Speedy Fest is continuing, but the popular park is set to reopen to the general public today. The 30th annual festival, which started as a humble speedy cooking contest for local bragging rights, returned to its normal date on the first weekend of August after being removed to October last year and sidetracked in 2020 by the COVID-19 pandemic. There are no solid numbers available for attendance, but the concerts that were offered at an additional admission level were in many cases described as sold out. It's 7.09, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. This is News Radio 1290 AM, WMBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Seven Eleven on WNBF. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. It's time for a check on traffic and weather. Eastbound State Route 434 is closed right now due to an overnight two-vehicle crash. It's taking a while to get cleaned up. Haven't heard when it could possibly be cleaned up, but there's a detour in place. It's a pretty serious crash, so it might be a while. Also on Eastbound State Route 434. There's a uh, right lane closure from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. It's expected to be in place until August 21st. And that lane closure is just after the detour route around that crash that happened late last night. So if you take eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway to work, you're going to need some extra time this morning. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed and assigned detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division is changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews are rebuilding shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 74 degrees, mostly cloudy, 82% humidity, and a dew point of 68 degrees. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely before noon, then a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m. 
cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 76 degrees. Chance of rain 60%. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 59. Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 78. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, a low around 60. Thursday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m., but sunny with a high near 79 degrees, 20% chance of rain. Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 55 degrees. It's 7.13. You're listening to WMBF. It's a summer. WNBF. 7.15 on WNBF. Time for a check on sports. Aaron Judge hit his 44th homer. Josh Donaldson went deep and drove in three runs. And the New York Yankees snapped a five-game losing streak by beating the Seattle Mariners 9-4. Donaldson doubled twice, and Andrew Benintendi also had two doubles and three RBIs. But it wasn't a perfect night for the New York Yankees because Matt Carpenter broke his left foot when he fouled off a pitch in the first inning. He hopes to return in September. Donaldson and Benintendi got the Yankees started as they knocked around Logan Gilbert for seven earned runs and ten hits, six for extra bases. That was plenty for winner Jamison Tyone, who scattered three hits over seven innings. Chris Bassett scattered eight hits over eight innings, and Starling Marte hit a two-run homer in the first, leading the New York Mets to a 5-1 win over the Cincinnati Reds. With their 13th victory in 15 games, the Mets extended their NL East lead to seven games over Idle Atlanta. New York just took four of five from the defending World Series champions at City Field last weekend. Bassett allowed an unearned run and walked one while striking out eight in his second eight-inning outing this season. He threw 114 pitches, most by a Mets starter this year, and two shy of his career high set in August 2019. Tyler Naquin added a two-run triple against his former team. No game for the Rumble Ponies last night, but big Rumble Ponies news, third baseman Brett Beatty has gotten the call up to AAA Syracuse. He'll join Francisco Alvarez, his former Rumble Ponies teammate with the Syracuse Mets. Beatty's top three prospect for the New York Mets. Very good third baseman. He was hitting 312 with a 950 OPS before getting the call up, which just named the Eastern League's Player of the Month for the month of July. So tough loss for the Rumble Ponies, but a good opportunity for a great young player. Hopefully we'll see him with the Major League Mets not too long from now. Probably not this year. Maybe next year. Could see him halfway through the season or so. Francisco Alvarez you might see later this year with the Mets. He's been tearing it up in AAA as well. Hitting a lot of home runs that, as I said yesterday, seem to evaporate into thin air more than go over the fence. So I'd be excited to see him get the call up to the major leagues at some point this season and maybe replace James McCann on the postseason roster. The Mets are definitely bound for the postseason at this point. Seven-game lead over the Atlanta Braves in the NL East. They could use some production offensively out of the catcher position. Other sports news, Kevin Durant told the Brooklyn Nets again that he wants to be traded. If you remember about six weeks ago, when Kyrie Irving announced that he had accepted his player option for $36 million to remain with the Brooklyn Nets and afterwards tweeted out that he wasn't going to leave KD by himself in Brooklyn. He wanted to stay with KD. Well, Kevin Durant immediately requested a trade. 
had Phoenix on his list of teams that he wants to be traded to. The Nets obviously haven't worked out a trade yet for Kevin Durant, but he's just reminding them, hey, I'd rather live in Phoenix than Brooklyn right now if Kyrie Irving's going to be around here. 719 on WMBF. That's time for ABC's Jim Ryan with Wall Street Now. From ABC News, Wall Street Now. Stocks wavered in Monday trading as investors studied earnings reports for signs of how inflation is impacting corporate America. The S&P 500 and NASDAQ each fell one-tenth of a percent. The Dow closed up a tenth of a percent after Friday's better-than-expected jobs report left analysts divided on whether the economy is heading into recession. Chatter on message boards appears to be the only thing pushing up shares of GameStop, Bed Bath & Beyond, and AMC Entertainment. BBBY closed up nearly 40% on Monday. The Wall Street Journal reports that companies are finding it easier to fill jobs. Corporate leaders say it's still a job hunter's market, but recruiting is getting easier, especially in hospitality, retail, and health care. How's your search engine this morning? DownDetector.com reported overnight that Google was having problems in countries around the world. Parent company Alphabet says it was a software update issue that caused problems with Google. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Oh, yeah, that is the best jingle in the game. And you know what that means. We're joined by Karen Sweet O'Neill here to tell us how to save some money. Once again, every week, give us a little sneak preview of tomorrow's segment. Will do. Good morning, James. How are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Our air conditioning's out, so I'm, I'm actually not that fantastic. But I'm making Ooh. do. Much better I'm now. I'm glad I'm not doing an, an in-house appearance then. <laughs> yeah, well, you'll have to come into the studio sometime after we get the whole air conditioning situation fixed, or it gets to be 20 degrees around here, which I hear is due some point in September. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my stars. So tomorrow, James, we're going to talk about what was in the big bill that just got passed by the Senate. Ah. And how does it affect people that are on Medicare you know, with their prescription drug costs and people that are not Medicare eligible yet and they have health insurance, you know, through the ACA. Because those are the two biggest, and of course there was climate change investment and and that sort of thing and, you know, corporate taxes that went in, that are going into effect. But we're going to focus on uh, the health insurance subsidies and how that works and also the Medicare prescription drug program and how that's going to affect people that are actually on Medicare and their medication costs. And are they on insulin? Is there a cap on that? And, you know, medications in uh, the Medicare world can be extremely, extremely expensive. Oh, I know that. Yeah, and it's just, you know, very troublesome for some people that are on Medicare and are on fixed incomes, and even for some people that aren't on fixed incomes and have a little wiggle room in their budget. You know, if you're spending four or $5,000 a year out of your pocket for co-pays for medicines, well, that's a pretty big ticket because that's just the medicines. It's not the health insurance tied to Medicare. So we're going to go over how... This new bill that was passed in the Senate and hopefully will be passed in the House will help 
people that are on Medicare to have a cap on those costs. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the long-term care insurance. We're getting a lot of calls on that um, for people that are interested in protecting their assets and making sure that if they come into an accident or an illness, that they don't have to reach into their own pocket and start to pay these exorbitant costs for nursing home skilled um, assisted living or home health care. How do you, you know, how do you help um, combat those high prices? And what can you do if you have long-term care insurance, James, and you're getting rate increases? So we're pretty darn busy up at the office, and uh, we're doing all of that because a lot of the brokers that serve the community as far as with long-term care aren't in the business anymore. So, or they're they've moved or whatever the case may be. So if you have a policy and your broker is not here and you're getting rate increases, then you need to give us a call. We'll bring you in. We'll call the company together and we'll help you go over your options. And we are up on the parkway. Yeah, it's going to be, geez, I'll probably call you at seven. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) we are up on the parkway, 1708 Vestal Parkway East up above uh, Plato's Closet and Style Encore. You can reach us at 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information comes up. Or simply go to a phone book. We have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Fantastic. Well, Karen, thank you for giving us a little sneak preview. I'm very much looking forward to that conversation tomorrow, as is, I'm sure, every single person in the greater Binghamton area. A lot of stuff to cover tomorrow. You betcha, James. Have a good day and try to stay cool there. Oh, yeah, I'll try. I'll try my best to stay cool in this studio. Oh, man. It's 726 on WMBF. Cashback is... Seven twenty-eight on WNBF. Time for a check on traffic and weather. Still haven't gotten an update on that two-vehicle crash that occurred on eastbound State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway. Shut down the entire eastbound side. There's only one westbound lane open right now. A detour route is in place, so if you're on your way into work right now, maybe give yourself a little extra time. Get ready a little quicker today, because you might see some backups on State Route four thirty-four Vestal Parkway. Also, right on the other side of the detour, around that accident, the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal. That's regular construction to facilitate the construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. The lane closure is expected to be in place until August 21st. So, big mess on Vestal Parkway this morning. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango Roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State, and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. 
There's going to be some cleaning of road debris and roadside hazards throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 74 degrees, mostly cloudy, 82% humidity, and a dew point of 68 degrees. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely before noon, then a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m., Cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 76, chance of rain 60%. Tonight, partly cloudy, a low around 59 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 78. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low around 60. Thursday, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Sunny with a high near 79 degrees, chance of rain 20%. And Thursday night, mostly clear with a low around 55 degrees. 731, you're listening to WMBF. The Vessel. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 74 degrees at 733. The dew point still rather tropical at 68, at least in the humid degree area. For today, gradually becoming mostly sunny, uh, 60% chance of showers and thunderstorms bubbling up, and a high to date near 80. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden witnessing the first-hand damage from the deadly and devastating storms resulting in the worst flooding in Kentucky's history. The President and First Lady met with families and first responders in Kentucky yesterday, where at least 37 people have died from last month's deluge. The white father and son convicted of murder in Ahmad Aubrey's fatal shooting after they chased the 25-year-old black man through a Georgia neighborhood have been sentenced to life in prison for committing a federal hate crime. A U.S. District Court judge sentenced Travis McMichael and his father Greg on Monday in Brunswick. Both had previously been sentenced to life without parole in a state court. Fast reaction from Republicans after word of an FBI raid of former President Donald Trump's Florida home. A lago raid was swift from Trump-aligned Republicans. Ohio Republican Congressman Jim Jordan posting on the House Judiciary Committee Twitter page, quote, This is what happens in third world countries, not the United States. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy attacking the Justice Department for a, quote, intolerable state of weaponized politicization. Arizona Congressman Paul Gosar going further, calling for the dismantling and elimination of the FBI. Echoing that, Georgia Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene tweeting, defund the FBI. Dave Packer, ABC News. WMBF First News Time, 734. Authorities from the Vestal Police, Fire and Ambulance and Broome County Sheriff's Office had a very long night and early morning today on the scene of a serious two-vehicle crash on the Vestal Parkway. A westbound lane had only reopened at 5.45 a.m., hours after that crash. Authorities had said two passenger vehicles collided just west of the University Plaza. Shortly after 10.30, several people taken to area hospitals. The crash apparently in the eastbound lanes. Emergency services communications officials would not comment when asked if anyone had died in the crash. Fox 40 reports reporters became aware of the accident at about 10.40 and saw a silver vehicle and a black sport utility vehicle on opposite sides of the median. That crash happened between Plaza Drive and Vestal Road. The authorities are still investigating 
that situation. Sentencing is set for November for a Johnson City man who has admitted he intended to injure his child's grandfather by stabbing him with a knife and a broken piece of glass. 32-year-old David Maiella pleaded guilty yesterday to felony assault. Johnson City Police arrested Maiella in connection with the attack on a man in a home on Pratt Avenue in the village at 11 in the morning on Sunday, February 27th. The victim, whose name was not released, was reportedly slashed and stabbed with a large piece of glass during the disturbance. When officers arrived at the scene, they say they saw Maiella attacking the other man with a piece of glass and took him into custody without further incident. The man who was assaulted sustained several slash and stab wounds. A child who was also at the home at the time of the dispute was injured in a fall. Both the child and the man were taken to the hospital for treatment. Under the plea agreement, Mayella is to be sentenced to four years in state prison, followed by five years post-release supervision. Two City of Cortland men are facing felony counts following an investigation into a complaint about a man stealing from tractor supply on Route 13, then taking off in a vehicle. The town of Cortlandville incident happened on Sunday when Tractor Supply staff said they saw a man steal something, then drive off. Cortland County Sheriff's officials stopped a vehicle matching the description and say 54-year-old Michael Rogers and 29-year-old Anthony Siegler, both of the city of Cortland, also matched the description of suspects given by workers at the store. Deputies say they found there was a substantial amount of heroin and methamphetamine packaged for sale in Rogers and Siegler's vehicle. Rogers and Siegler both each charged with two felony counts of criminal possession of a controlled substance. It's 737 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF, WNBF.com, and 92.1 FM. You're listening to First News. Myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. And Kathy, I just heard from Dave, friend of the program, Dave, that eastbound Vestal Parkway is reopened now. Yeah, I haven't had much chance to follow up on stuff right now. Yeah. So I was like, we have reports that eastbound Vestal Parkway is reopening. Still have that lane closure, though. So still going to be a little bit of a slog to get downtown if you're coming from Vestal. As I'm familiar with on my way home from work, even though there's no road work on Vestal Parkway, it's really the only place I ever experienced traffic in Binghamton. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm expecting it to get worse when students return. Oh, absolutely. I bet it, now, you know, it's got to be coming up. I don't generally go the parkway. I like the more, I guess... Scenic route? Pastoral route of Riverside Drive with the nice big trees and the pretty houses and... Yeah, I mean, I'd like if to I'm do that. If I'm going westbound, I go usually the. Uh, I I like to drive around and just like take the long way home, but I don't know how to get anywhere yet. Still, I've I mean I've only been here two months. If you tell me you were going to say yet. long way home, I would have gotten Super Tramp up and I played that song for you too. Oh, I'm sorry, I should have predicted <laughs> the, where our conversation would go immediately. <laughs> right to classic rock. Yeah. Well, now that I know that music can be played from your side of the, <laughs> from it's your not going to scare booth. you so much. Yeah. The other thing is like. When when we have these chit chats, just the mm-hmm. way it's set up in here, if I want to like look at you while I'm talking to you, I have to like lean all the way over here because the computer blocks basically this entire window that you have in your news booth over there. Can't see anything over there. 
So maybe, I never maybe know. Maybe that's when a good thing. Like, but I never know when you're like, ha, like I'm gonna get James with this secret music drop that he doesn't know I can do. Like <laughs> I know I'd be able to see it on your face that you were preparing to well, frighten you, me. Now we used to have this computer that I've got also linked to the call screen computer. So I could put things up on this screen that you would be able to see over on your other screen, but uh-huh. that that went bye bye a while ago. Yeah, I do that. I do that for Bob sometimes. People will say, "Well, I want to call in. Here's my name. Here's where I'm from, and I want to talk about this." Yeah. And afterwards, like when he's talking to them, I'll leave little messages on the call screen, especially when when my name gets dragged through the mud. But and you think he um, actually reads those? No, he definitely doesn't. Absolutely. But it makes not. me feel better, <laughs> especially like someone a couple of weeks ago was talking about, uh, oh, what was it? Something about New York. But I remember sitting here being like, "Why am I catching strays right now?" While I'm sitting in the booth screening phone calls, why why am I being dragged through the mud on Bob's show? Because so I left a little message. Was like, what the, what is this? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> no, nobody, no, nobody no. talk about James on Bob's show. <laughs> That's why when people say, "Will you give me a message?" No, there's no way to give him a message. There isn't. You have to email him, and that's yeah. the only way you can do it. Cause or walk. Sometimes I'll just walk directly into the studio. Well, and it's hand him you a know, two doors paper. over, and you know, a I'm not his secretary. You know, that's first and foremost. So, no, I don't take messages for Bob. No, I tell everybody to call him back. I call him back after 12. He does the same show every day from 9 to 12. So, yeah. 12 o'clock, he'll be available. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's weird to... It's like we're talking on Zoom, but both of our cameras are off because I can't actually see you, which is always weird, I thought. I liked doing in-person interviews a lot more back when I... I did a lot of Zoom interviews before I came here because yeah. I was, you know, most of the time... When I was doing an interview, it was like eight or nine o'clock at night, and I'm not going to go out anywhere at eight o'clock and nine o'clock at night. Um, but sometimes I'd get to go up to Yankee Stadium in the Bronx and do in-person interviews, which were always a lot better, and I felt like they were always a lot smoother. They sound, you know, in-person does sound better. You know, we've ever since the the big COVID hit, we Southern Tier Close Up has been on the phone as well. The only thing is we are kind of keeping it on phone because it has just been so much easier to schedule and to get people in because we really try to be as diverse as possible and reach as much of the listening area as possible. And it was really difficult to get people from, say, Delaware County or Tioga County or Shenango County in. So this has kind of made it easier. So if anybody was wondering why we don't have in-person people for Southern Close Up, that's part of it. So people don't have to come downtown and try to find parking. Yeah, I mean it's it's a hassle and it's tough to kind of get that sense if you're not in the room with someone like, oh, you're about to speak, so let me wrap up here. <laughs> yeah, it's also when you get ready to ask them a question and you start asking the question and you see a look of panic on their face and they're not prepared to give you the statistics for how many lantern flies there have been seen in Sandy Shore Beach or something. Yeah, and so you kind of reword the question and get out of that so it's not to embarrass the guests yeah yeah I, yeah that doesn't fair, happen on the telephone <laughs> who who has those statistics just on hand waiting to go had the number i'll of give you a list flies. of names oh man <laughs> yeah no it was it's cool and and i did one interview outside yankee stadium which was it was awesome because i was using a zoom recorder and those are like they capture everything every sound and we even had to pause the interview at one point because a subway which was in the bronx a lot of them are above ground especially by yankee stadium was going by like four blocks away 
but it was so loud that I couldn't even hear the person standing right next to me on the Zoom recorder. But, you know, we had a, a nice Bronx energy. People were cheering in the background, and there was a guy playing music on a speaker, like, I don't know, 100 yeah, feet away, yeah. and it was coming through. So that, I, I really liked that. That yeah. was a good in-person interview. You can have it. It was worth the trip. You can have it. Yeah. It's 7.45 on WMBF. I'm Kathy White. on WNBF. Time for a check of traffic and weather. We heard from friend of the program, Dave, that that eastbound lane closure, actually both lanes on State Route 434 Vestal Parkway, might be reopened now. They might have gotten that cleaned up in time for the big morning commute rush. Still working on confirming that for sure, but might have an easier time getting to work. Unfortunately, the right lane of eastbound State Route 434 Vestal Parkway is still closed from east of Murray Hill Road to west of Clubhouse Road in Vestal to facilitate construction of a shared-use path. Access to businesses and residences within the scope of the lane closure will be maintained. It's expected to be in place until August 21st, so you might still see some delays on eastbound Vestal Parkway. Pierce Creek Bridge on Pierce Creek Road in the town of Binghamton is closed to all traffic for joint repairs. It will reopen to traffic on or about 7 a.m. on August 15th. All local traffic will need to seek alternate routes while the road is closed. A signed detour route will be in place during the closure. Around Broome County, the Highway Division will be changing road culverts on Bun Hill, Conklin Forks, Powers, and West Shenango roads. Crews will rebuild shoulders on Old Route 17. Ditching will be performed on Hale Eddy River, Old State and Pagebrook Roads, as well as Old Route 17. Patching will continue on various county roads. There's going to be some cleaning of road debris throughout the county. Striping will take place on various county and town roadways, and mowing will continue on the right-of-way along the county roadway system. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Right now about 74 degrees, mostly cloudy. Humidity 82% and a dew point of 68 degrees. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely before noon, then a slight chance of showers between noon and 2 p.m. Cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 76 degrees. Chance of rain 60%. Tonight, partly cloudy with a low around 59 degrees. Tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 78. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy, a low around 60 degrees. Thursday, slight chance of showers and thunderstorms after 2 p.m. Sunny with a high near 79 degrees, chance of rain 20%. Thursday night, mostly clear, a low around 55 degrees. It's 7.50. You're listening to WMBF. You deserve on another brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code ROAD for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code ROAD for a $5 bonus. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made 
at around $200. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code ROAD for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code ROAD. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code ROAD for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code ROAD for a $5 bonus. on WNBF. Now it's time for ABC's Tech Trends. From ABC News Tech Trends, Samsung is set to show off some new foldable phones at its Unpacked event this week. Digital Trends' Joe Mooring says Samsung is expected to show off the Galaxy Fold 4 on Wednesday. The big change there is that the crease in the middle of that folding screen is supposedly going to get a bit less noticeable. Um, That's due to Samsung reportedly using a new hinge design. The smaller, cheaper Galaxy Flip is set to get an update as well. Big change there is that the cover screen, so when it's closed, and folded up the little kind of preview screen on the front of it, that should get a very slight size increase. If those sound like small updates, Smaring says that it may be intentional on Samsung's part. It kind of signals that we're moving away from these these folding devices being kind of niche devices that, you know, we talk about, but no one really buys. And they're really coming into their own and maturing to where Samsung doesn't need to make uh, huge monumental shifts year over year. With Tech Trends, I'm Daria Albinger, ABC News. on WNBF. Time for a check on sports. Aaron Judge hit his 44th homer. Josh Donaldson went deep and drove in three runs. And the New York Yankees snapped a five-game losing streak by beating the Seattle Mariners 9-4. Donaldson doubled twice, and Andrew Benintendi also had two doubles and three RBIs. But it wasn't a perfect night for the New York Yankees because Matt Carpenter broke his left foot when he fouled off a pitch in the first inning. He hopes to return in September. Donaldson and Benintendi got the Yankees started as they knocked around Logan Gilbert for seven earned runs and ten hits, six for extra bases. That was plenty for winner Jameson Tyone, who scattered three hits over seven innings. For the Mets, Chris Bassett scattered eight hits over eight innings, and Starling Marte hit a two-run homer in the first, leading the New York Mets to a 5-1 win over the Cincinnati Reds. With their 13th victory in 15 games, the Mets extended their NL East lead to seven games over Idle Atlanta. New York just took four of five from the defending World Series champions at City Field last weekend. Bassett allowed an unearned run and walked one while striking out eight in his second inning outing of the season. Second eight inning outing of the season. He threw 114 pitches, most by a Mets starter this year, and two shy of his career high set in August 2019. Tyler Naquin added a two-run triple against his former team, the Cincinnati Reds. No Rumble Ponies game last night, but some big Rumble Ponies news. Third baseman Brett Beatty has officially gotten the call up to AAA Syracuse. Joining his former teammate, who just got the call up a couple months ago, Francisco Alvarez, reunited with the Syracuse Mets. Beatty was hitting 312 with a 950 OPS for the, Met, uh, for the Rumble Ponies this season was just named the Eastern League Player of the Month for July. So a well-deserved call-up. 
Speaking of prospects, here's something that I didn't know about as Oswald Peraza, one of the top Yankees prospects. I had speculated that the Yankees might add Peraza to the roster after the All-Star break because, well, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa really hasn't been that good for the Yankees. Defensively or offensively, the Yankees didn't get him to be a good bat, but they were hoping that he'd be a good glove at shortstop, something they sorely lacked last year with Glaber Torres playing some subpar defense at shortstop, much better defensively at second base this year for Torres. So I figured, you know what, Oswald Peraza, he does have a good glove, and he's been hitting really well in AAA. Well, it turns out if the Yankees keep him in AAA until August 20th, they get an extra year of service time, which means he gets another year of Major League experience before he's allowed to enter free agency. So I wouldn't expect that move to come until at least August 20th for the New York Yankees. At that point, I would hope it would happen, unless Isaiah Kiner-Falefa has really turned his season around. At 7.59, you're listening to WMBF. Your local... Closing out our number two of WMBF's First News, myself, James Kelly, alongside Kathy White. We got one more hour to go on this Tuesday, but up next we got ABC News and another update from Kathy.